It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Um, baddies, we have a very special guest in the room right now. Yep. Uh, I think we've been doing a fantastic <clears throat> job with not really touching each other because you know what's going on in the world. Six feet, guys, six feet. Six feet. Yeah, we're at least six feet apart. I think so. Uh, it might be a little misconstrued, but that's okay. Um, it's like six actual feet, right? Like the feet on the bottom of your legs. Like that's how many that's feet, That's how you're right? supposed to measure? <laughs> yeah. That's well, those feet, right? Six of those? Six of those and you'll be just fine. Perfect. Do you want to tell the listeners out there what you do for us? Who you are? <laughs> what do you do for us? What do you do for us? I lighten up your lives. Yeah. Yeah, you do. That's not it. No. You're the wind, we, we do, <laughs> the wind beneath our wings. The wind beneath your wings. Um, well, I'm Nick Lowe. I'm sure you've heard Alejandro f- refer to me a couple of times. Nick Lowe Usually when I try to make him feel like an idiot. No, never. <laughs> oh, you do a great job of that. I'm so good at I it. I applaud you for that because <laughs> we need more people in the world to make him feel like an idiot. Yeah. Um, I'm the corrections department. Yes, the corrections department. Yeah. So I listen to all of the podcasts and if they say something that sounds not right i basically just google it and tell them that they're wrong and who's mostly wrong it's usually alejandro but in alejandro's defense he does a lot more talking I, he does and, and i'm like 80 percent right usually with my facts even yeah. if i'm off by a little bit his alejandro facts are usually 80 percent right it's a high statistic i'd go so far to say 70 no you're the one who looks him 70. up i am well, do you want to actually even the last three podcasts? I think I haven't sent you guys any notes because I'm always right. No, you're not all. You just said you weren't always right. Eighty <laughs> percent right, mostly right. Mm, I guess, but then you also do a lot of the talking because you you like to say. Do you want to? Do you want to hear about the history of Poland real quick? <laughs> Okay, and then I'm, it's just me in the room, and like I'm trying to object, but I'm also very supportive because this, this is a two-man podcast. This movie has 14 Academy Award winners. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that I'm no, I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, What's up, dude? How you feeling? Can you move that light three inches towards Christian? There you go, because it's just in the shot of this camera you, and it's you, messing it all up. But that, now it looks great. I'm ready to go. Do we want to talk about this movie now? I would love to talk we about do this talk movie. About, well, how about we welcome the baddies? We haven't welcomed the baddies in yet. All right, let's welcome them. Okay, we're right. 37 minutes in and we'll welcome <laughs> them. Well, how about we all take one welcome? Okay, okay, sounds good. Welcome. 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 Thank you, guys. That was beautiful, like a yeah. real, like a choir. <laughs> welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. Podcast. I like you. You say it full <laughs> out with us. Of course. What? Wow. Uh, what? What? Uh, what? What is this, Christian? Uh, this is a movie podcast where we defend critically condemned movies because nice. I think even the worst films can still be good. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because it, it can't be that bad. Uh, you not. know what? Some of them can be. Um, oh yeah. Well, um, before we move on, Nicolo, if I could tell you to speak right into this, you did say earlier, um, "How should I speak into this yes. mic?" And you answered it yourself. You said it should be like sucking a dick, like oh. sucking a dick. And we all know how that is. Not me, especially Alejandro. Alejandro would not fair. You guys said that while I was taking a drink, so I couldn't <laughs> defend myself. That's not fair. But you have said that on this podcast before. I don't believe so. I'm not um, uh, you're, affiliated you're not a dick sucker? or you know. You're not a giver? Honestly. Just a taker. Honestly, you seem like a taker. Will you let me fucking talk? Or is the whole episode going to be you two gang banging up on me? Ooh. <laughs> well, you call it gang banging Don't up. threaten yeah, me with a good called. time. Um, so here's what I'm thinking, guys. Just wieners are gross. 
So the movie we watched was... <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the movie we watched was... Drop, Drop Dead, Dead Fred. Fred. Uh, which is... Nick Lowe has been telling us to do this movie since we started the podcast. Yes. Uh, it's her favorite movie. My um, all-time favorite movie. I think that says a lot about you as a person. Uh, you did and say I do that you feel bad for you. You've seen this oh, how many times now? At least two hundred. At least two hundred, and that's not a fictitious number, right? No. Yeah, no. at least two hundred. This has been my favorite movie since my sophomore year in high school, and that was in two thousand three. And how did you come across it? Like yeah. you just were flipping through the channels, or no? You... Actually, it was my how high did... school boyfriend's favorite movie. Mm. Shout out, high school boyfriend. Has shout out, Steve Short. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no, we cannot no, gloss yeah, we past can't. that. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't. We'll bleep that out. We shouldn't say his first and last name. He's dead, so it doesn't Whoa. matter. <laughs> you said too short, like the rapper? No, Steve no. Short. Oh, oh my gosh. That's why no. I was like, what the heck? I thought you said too short. Well, <laughs> no, Steve Short. Too short would have been better. Is there any more? I mean, so you. Oh, it's just, it was his favorite movie, and he showed it to me. Um, his, he was just like, I think this is something that you'll really like. It might hit home with you. you mm -hmm. So I think you you'll really like friends? it. I do. I have so many invisible friends. Did um, you literally have one? No, I didn't have imaginary friends, but I, I was a lonely kid growing up and he knew that. I was an only child for the first 10 years of my life. It was just me and my mom for all almost all of that time. And um, we were constantly moving around. My mom was working multiple cho jobs always. So I was really lonely uh -huh. and i was also the only kid in my family for like the first 10 years so i'm 10 years older than everybody in my family at least so he was just like i think you would just really like this and i did it wow. like super hit home for me mm -hmm. uh, did you have like a really feels. uh did you have a really punched up imagination from being an only child for such a long time would you say mm, would yes you say that your social skills were lackluster than everyone else's uh yeah mm. i i was i am socially awkward uh, mm. i don't know how to interact with a lot of people um appropriately i i think i get too comfortable too quickly with people Gross. and i tend to overshare. just kind of like not overshare but just like be myself too soon and not but you, i think that's such a good thing i it is and it isn't though because like you don't have like the fallback of like well if they don't like me it's because they don't really know me it's like you know you know me from exactly. like the moment that i meet you because totally. it's just that's why i should lie to everybody guys <laughs> lie no. to, to everyone, everyone. No, i'd um. rather someone not be my friend because they know me so well rather than someone not be my friend because they didn't get a good enough chance to get to know me i don't know i'd rather manipulate the situation in my own of course um <laughs> i had an invisible friend my invisible friend's name was max and he used to hang out with me from like kindergarten all the way through till about freshman year of high school max would be there with me when shenanigans I was... Okay, fine. I still talk to him every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> actually, in all honesty, sometimes like when I have thoughts to myself and I like I, like have to talk myself through it, I imagine it's Max who's talking to me and like talking me through talking me through things. You think that's your persona when you hit on girls? It's actually Max. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Because you turn into a totally different person. You are. You are a completely different person. Uh, because like yeah. I just said, I like to manipulate relationships until they're in my favor. So. And how's that work? Does it usually I, go into your favor? Because I've seen it. Hey, you know, three out of ten, baby. <laughs> I've had some people at parties come up to me and be like, "What's this guy's deal?" <laughs> be like, I don't really know. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not. Be like, dad. which guy? Oh, that guy? Oh, yeah. Who knows? I don't know him. <laughs> uh, we watched the movie. We we watched Drop Dead Fred. It was released in 1991, which is a palindrome. Uh, it was rated PG-13. 
and has a runtime of one hour, 43 minutes, or for Melissa, 103 minutes. Uh, it's 5.9 on the International Movie Database, or IMDb, for those of us who like um, shortened words. Uh, and it's also got a whopping... Whopping. 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fucking low. A single digit? It gets a quarter for Metacritic. Wow, that's low for Metacritic. It's low, bro. Yeah. Uh, Nikki probably did some studying, so she might know the answer to this question. But Christian, do you know what percentage of Google users approved of this film? 75%. Do you know, Nikki? I do. I know the answer. You want to tell them the truth? Was it's 89%. 89. 89%. So, yeah. Would you say that this is considered a cult classic by any means? It is. I know for a fact, because when you Google it, that's the first thing that comes up. Yeah, it, okay. I, I would think so. Like... <sighs> It's, it's weird because it's like such such a like I don't know what the right word niche niche niche, you niche. Know what I, yeah niche yeah. I think like, bonkers is the word you're looking yeah. for <laughs> it it is a totally bonkers movie and it's ve- it's very geared toward like a specific audience yeah and that specific audience really likes this yeah. lonely little girls who grew up to be lonely adult women yeah <laughs> me <laughs> um, well spot on synapses coming at you here right at you an unhappy housewife gets a lift from the return of her imaginary childhood friend drop dead friend that's it that's all we got. beautiful that's keep it short and short simple. and sweet yeah. synopsis we often don't get many of that but you know what every once in a while three out of ten uh, it had a budget of $6.788 million. Get, wait, for real? Yeah, it's an estimation, but it's a very exact estimation. Uh, very high. Almost $7 million to make this film. For a 1991 flick. I mean, that's a lot of money. $7 million, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money. And uh, it clearly went to their CGI budget. Um, would you like to guess how much money it made? It looks like they only got domestic numbers here, so. Okay. Uh, Nikki, do I, you know? I know it, yeah. Fuck, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Don't look. 15 mil. You looked. No. Well, That's you, pretty good. If you, was round, it really good? If you was round it up, good. it's 15 mil. It's 14.8 million domestic. Yeah, I promise I did not look. Um, that was pretty good. If you say so. I mean, I was just imagining uh, uh, the cast list as Phoebe Cates. Uh, I don't know if this was before or after Fast Times at Richmond High. For sure. After. after. Afterwards. Yeah. Okay. And then so she gained a following from that, I'm sure. And so seeing that she's the lead actress, people are going to want to see that. Uh, this movie is starring a gentleman by the name of Rick Mayall. Uh, he Rest plays Drop Dead Fred. Um, oh. And then Phoebe, your, your Phoebe friend Kate. who you are just talking about. This also has Carrie Fisher. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, also, Marsha Mason, uh, who plays the Nurse Ratchet, I believe. Or um, No, that's the mom. Nurse Ratchet's played by a different fat lady. Um, <laughs> but the mom's not fat, <laughs> the mom's dude. not fat. The mom is fit. Well, in this movie, in, you know. I mean, I haven't seen her in other at, things. Looking at looks tells a different story. But uh, hey, you know what? That's all we got here for that. That's that's pretty much uh, what we got. Drop Dead Fred is uh, maybe the craziest thing I've seen in a long time. Not because it's like um, scary or anything. It is definitely got some really spooky parts. But also, you're just really faint-hearted when it comes to these spooky parts, quote-unquote. I don't know if faint-hearted is the word. I think... Yeah, uh, you're just pre-jumpy. Yeah. Hmm. Pre-jumpy. Because there are a few scenes in this movie like where it gets a little dark in the bedroom and it starts zooming in on the jack-in-the-box where we presume... It is a scary jack-in-the-box. Jack-in-the-box tend to be scary places. (laughs) In different ways, like a (laughs) jack-in-the-box. Burger joint, usually in the ghetto. The fast food place. The fast food joint. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so, yeah... The synapses didn't really tell you, but this woman is having the worst day of her life. And then to top off the worst day of her life, she is then reintroduced to a true Loki-esque 
jokester that is only out to ruin the life of this woman. And I really don't know why she wants to hang out with Drop Dead Fred, because truly his only mission in life is to make, uh, what's her name? Sophie Marceau? What's her name? Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Lizzie. Her Lizzie. Remember her name. Lizzie. Lizzie. Drop Dead Fred is ruining Lizzie's life. It has been ruining her life since he met her as a child. I mean, it's unbelievable how much literal shit he gets into yeah. yeah but the thing with that is though is that so he imaginary friends are usually for children they're guardians of children and so he knows at how to cater to a child and what like a child thinks is funny and what a child like wants to do it's kind of like the mask yeah, I guess kind of. I don't get it. What? No, I, I wouldn't say so. Not necessarily. Not Eric Stoltz mask. Jim Carrey mask. No, what uh, I would be thinking of that mask, <laughs> of course. Not Jamie Kennedy's mask, right? <laughs> he oh, did, yeah, the second right. mask. That's, the mask. that's something too. we could do. Uh, but 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 so he's he's used to like like gearing all of his like antics towards like what will keep a child entertained. Yeah. He doesn't know how. To, to properly interact with an adult because he's never done it before. He's not geared for adults. Yeah. I mean, even so in the flashbacks. He's, yeah, he's ruining her adult life because he doesn't know how to be an adult. Yeah. I mean, if you were to go to the flashbacks, look at how happy but she was as a kid. he is an adult, though. He, yeah, he's Physically, a, dude, but he's also just a figment of her imagination. Um, okay. What? You obviously have a lot of questions. I, I mean... You I, hate this movie. I... I you I think know it is why that you bad. hate this movie. You're watching it with the wrong lens, dude. You Which have to, lenses should I have watched it with? With the kooky lens, like I you had a kooky head on. Like I had a kooky head you on. You have to understand the the base reality of this film. I understand Invisible Friends, bro. Okay, I understand. And that's an Invisible Friend. Mm. Okay, what are your qualms? I'm sure uh, Nicola over here could answer all of them. Well, I think it, he's just really extreme, and I think it's catered to the child that he's with on how extreme the child is, or how extremely unhappy the child is. But wouldn't isn't he making the child that extreme? Don't you think his antics are what's making the child like? Cause even no, in the, because even at the end of the movie, when he gets a new girl, he's doing like crazy but shit. But at with the him. end of the day, he's only there because of them, like because of their imagination. So only well, they can, like he can only do whatever they imagine him to do. So if they didn't have know. a crazy think, imagination, he then his, he wouldn't be doing all these crazy things. I think he makes his own decisions and does his own things because that's why he's able to be in other people's lives. I think there's some sort of like other entity that is like assigning these imaginary friends to children uh and then the people it's like i think they're like fairly odd parents right you remember how the fairly odd parents yeah. are like assigned to children for a couple of yeah. years that's what i think this diesel is until you until the kids get better uh, right become happy because that, that essentially that's, that's, that, that's, that's why he's thing. there he she's said, unhappy and also, like, well and he's yeah, there's a weird sexual tension too. That no, mm, no, I definitely see. There was for sure. It. I do want to touch up on that, and I know it's gonna piss off uh, <sighs> Nikki over here. But you know, for once in my life, I'm gonna slightly agree with you on that. Um, what do you mean, once in your life? Yeah, because for once in my life, what do you mean? What you do I agree mean? Agree with me quite a bit. Uh, every now and then, and also, you know, pff, shit, some of the things you say bonkers. But with this, not that bonkers, because if you were to analyze the body language between phoebe cates and the actor that they plays get Drop Dead so close their Break faces something. get real close 
Yeah. And I don't get so close. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't even put that stuff together until you guys said it while we were watching the movie, and it really upset me because I didn't even like think after two hundred times after two hundred times of watching this movie. Super innocent. Yeah, like because I'm just looking at it like these are two friends that love and care about each other. Maybe it's maybe, and I don't mean to be a dick, but maybe it's the fact that uh, you're a lady and ladies can have. Platonic friendships with a person of the opposite sex, and I think it's tough for men uh, initially to have platonic, you know, relationships with a woman. So when we see a relationship between a guy and a girl who are friends, I think initially we're right off the bat being like, "Well, who's who's trying to get who here? Who's trying to yeah. get laid here?" And I think that might be what the basis is. Uh, well, not even just that. That's a that's a valid point. But like, if Thank you were to just like look at the look at the scenes in which they do interact yeah. when she is older, the way he misses her, well, see- yeah. The way that he that she looks at him, even from his first line of like "you've gotten uglier," you're just like he thinks she got hotter. <laughs> well, you know what? He is the she's the first grown up he's been able to interact with, so maybe he's just like backed up real was, bad. Was he helping out <laughs> other kids when? Uh, was he able to help out other kids in the time when she was not playing with him? You know what I mean? I mean, I would assume so, especially was he just since around? He, he went to a different kid when she moved on and was able to be happy. So was he done with that kid and it just happened to be the exact same time that she needed him? Or did she rip him away from a kid who also needed him at the <laughs> same time? I don't know. I don't know. Because the, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Because the way, that I, the way that I picture it is that he was taken away from Lizzie too early when her evil mother like caught him and taped him in the box. Yeah. So my thing is, is that... He's just been in that jack-o'-lantern, yeah, that's like, what I'm thinking. waiting the entire time. The because entire she, because time. Because masking taped it shut so that he couldn't escape. Yet he has, like, magical powers to, to like... <laughs> so it is interesting that the masking tape has some sort of defense toward this magical it comes being. Up, it comes up a couple of times. Like, they use masking tape multiple times in this movie, and it's like, well... They should have used that to fix the houseboat. They could. They didn't need to. <laughs> Did you see that. the insurance claim that Carrie Fisher got? So many zeros. So many round zeros. They haven't seen <laughs> that many zeros since they looked at the national debt. Um, can I say that the little girl playing young Phoebe Cates is acting up a storm? Oh my god, I love her so I much. She's doing a fantastic job. I wonder what she's doing now. You could look her you up. You think she's I'm still sure. an actress? Uh, it's I possible. hope so. Because what is she, maybe four? Yeah, she's this? probably like four, maybe five in that movie. She's probably a millennial. Yeah, to be I'm able partying on spring break. She's probably like my age, actually. No, she's older she than us, old. dude. If she's four years old oh, at nineteen, you mother. <laughs> da- what? No, you you do you got the Asian glow to you, so you know you look younger than me. I'll say people think I look thirty five right now. Oh yeah. Wow, I was <laughs> that was actually an opportunity for you to. No, you don't look thirty five. No, if you, I was saying if people like think that's how you old you look, I'd be like, oh no, I look younger than that. But uh, I don't think you look thirty five. How old did you think I was when you first saw me? Oh, I thought you were Alex's age. Alex's that age. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure you do. How old did you think I was when you first got to know me? Twelve. Actually, no, because when we first met, I, I was think, already bartending. No, you were serving oh. first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you served for like like a week, week, (laughs) and then you got promoted to bartender, and I was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? Like, why is this motherfucker? I love (laughs) that. Do we want to talk? I mean, let's take a second here (laughs) and talk about how me and Nick Lowe met, because Nick Lowe is one of my best friends. Um, and, That's uh, sweet. yeah, you know, when I lived in Irvine, me and Nikki, we, we both worked together at the Cheesecake Factory at the Irvine Spectrum Center, and uh, we were bartenders together and like nikki said I, I moved down there i got a job as a server and within a week or so i was bartending and everybody was like who like what the fuck like who is this guy uh and then like we had a staff 
meeting and I got like employee of the month for like the first month I was there <laughs> and I like hadn't even I done it. I just remember Half sitting in the back and being like, what the fucking fuck? Who is this kid? And I had been there for over a year Yeah, oh, yeah. and like, Ooh. and I was promoted shortly before you were because we had the patio bar. So, sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we just opened. We, yeah, we, we redid just, the patio. Yeah, we were, they were redoing the patio bar. So I had just been promoted, like maybe a month or two before you got there. Ugh. So I was just like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I did not like him. Was no. this guy flirting up a storm with every? No, he didn't talk to anybody. No, no. Because, oh, you kept to yourself. Yeah, because yeah. when I moved to Irvine, I wasn't there to like be my. I was there to take care of my cousin Jeff, uh-huh. and so I wasn't like trying to. I wasn't trying to meet people like have I was there to like make money so that I can go and take care of Jeff and when I was off work I went and you know made him dinner and took care of him that way. Mm-hmm. After 6 or 8 months was when I decided to that I was going to live there and that's when I got an apartment with another coworker that we had and yeah. um and that was when things kind of changed. That's when I kind of started becoming coming more into myself and being a little bit more outgoing and doing things. But uh-huh. uh, but yeah, initially it wasn't like that. And and Nikki didn't like me at first. I mean, there's a couple of that makes sense. I mean, uh, it, most people don't like me at first. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, we why were I'm like it when sense. we would work together, we were just like like quiet. I, I wouldn't say there was like any animosity. I would hope not. And I'm sorry if I no, made I you hated feel that you. way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but like I was just quiet. Did my job. Walk in, walk out. Basically, is uh-huh. how it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun time. And then, uh, you know, we had, like I said, we, <laughs> we had ignored that, each other. It was great. We had that patio bar. So in one restaurant, there was two bars and we would always be working together and we'd be like on an island uh, on our own pretty much for eight hours. And then you'd be forced to like each other. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, just through I, casual conversation. Yeah, you get, like, your, you get to know your partner. Jay Remy. Jeremy Fernandez is the reason why we became friends. That's right. Because me and Jeremy used to go to uh, the casino yeah. on Sunday nights. So we would close on Sunday and the cheesecake would close at like 11. And if I made over 100 bucks on a Sunday night, which was pretty Often, doable yeah. yeah especially where we were um me and jeremy would be like hey you want to go to pachanga uh and oh that's the place where Temecula. you lost a lot of money no i uh, that's where i played a lot Did of you gambling. actually win uh a that's lot, where I gambled a lot. Um, so we would go there qu- quite often and then one night we were gonna go and we're like hey nick we're going to the casino you want to come with us and she was like uh okay and i think you drove me no you I drove, drove but I drove. I drove with you that's right. And yeah. so we drove down there and we, you know, gambled all night and then drove home. And we like ended up getting caught in like morning traffic to work. Yeah. So we it ended was up, like five o'clock Monday morning traffic. We ended up, you know, being on the road for two, three hours. So that's when we, you know, talked and got You're to know each other. You're forced to have those conversations. Yeah. Because just... Temecula wasn't that far away from Irvine, maybe, maybe 45 minutes. Um, but it was like 30 minutes Sunday night because there was nobody on the road. But then like two hours Monday morning because yeah. everybody was on the road. <laughs> it was such a crazy... And you're always like hung over and kind of tired when you, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and then like just being like stuck in the car with each other, we started talking. And at the time, like I had got, I was going through like a really bad breakup. He was going through a breakup and we kind of just like started talking you about it. You can bond through that yeah. easily, of course. And then after that, it was just like, oh, so we're best friends now. We're... Oh, that's what Nikki said. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I'm so. like, so yeah. we're best friends. He did bring you up a lot. I mean, like whenever I would talk to him when I was living yeah. here. And I was... Well, it's because I was always with him. Yeah, He'd be makes like, sense. we're going to go skateboarding. We're going to go to yeah, Sonic. We're going to watch Rick own... and Morty. Yeah, once I got my own place, we, w- we would hang out quite a bit. And then um, when I was living in Irvine, proper i lived in like a brand new neighborhood so we would go skating all the time and just like because it's a whole bunch of brand new flat streets and we could literally like start on one side of the neighborhood and just glide all the way to the other side yeah, of the neighborhood yeah we wouldn't even have to like like pump your legs like you because it was like all slightly downhill a little fun. bit like, i would do that awesome. a straight 20 minute 
like ride that we would do and then that's uh, nice i got really confident in my skateboarding abilities and <laughs> i broke my collarbone one night and she's the one that rescued you she is nick Lowe is my hero again i called her and was like hey what, what are you doing and she was like oh i'm I'll doing homework i'm just hurting my collarbone's <laughs> broken she was literally like well what are you doing i was like oh nothing i'm uh were you that casual during no, that I, conversation okay, she says no but i do distinctly remember asking her what she was doing at first and yeah. playing it cool and yeah. wa- waiting for you to ask me what i was doing yeah you he, he I, I was exa- I exaggerated at All first for sure. Yeah, it's it, it was like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I'm just doing cool, homework. Cool, cool, like, cool. Yeah. Um, so I think I need to ride to the hospital. Yeah, and then I was like, what? Why? And then you were like, that's when you're like, it hurts real I was bad. Like, I because I, then like as soon as I said like I broke my collarbone, that's like when you kind of like lose it and you're like, uh, oh, of course. <laughs> and once you say it, those words are real. Oh god. <laughs> like yeah, my collarbones broken. You know, I'm surprised. Nobody broke their bones in Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> well, because the I'm person... I'm sure they did. Someone no, got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Uh, do you think... Drop Dead Fred should have gotten hurt, but he's he a all figment of, his... of our the girl's imagination. Not only that, all of his stunts, I think, were done by CGI. Oh, the, the CGI that took $9 million to seven. make? Oh, any seven. Time, anytime Homegirl sneezed, this guy, like Flew. a volleyball, <laughs> would bounce around the house. Yes. Uh, it, re- it reminded me of those. Do you remember those like character bouncy balls that you would get when you were younger? I remember like, bouncy they, balls. Like, yeah, just like regular bouncy balls, but they had like characters on them. I'm uh, trying to read your, your hand gestures oh, right now. Just, You're just gripping. It's just a ball. Oh, that's the... Like Wait, they have like the trolls ball. dolls on the inside or what? No, it's like the ball itself was was a like a character. Oh, God, I'm old. No, 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 no. maybe <laughs> we're just not cultured. Yeah. Maybe we just didn't have those toys. Maybe. It's possible. I had yeah. different toys. <laughs> you make that sound so dirty. It's just a no, normal sentence. Just, you just didn't it's have just... toys growing up. Nope. I played with dirt and I climbed trees. And, and you did math problems. And I did math problems because my parents were like, mangoes. You had to. Yeah. Well, racist, dude. To what race? Made Adobe chicken. Hey, Adobe chicken. That's even worse than yeah. what I said. How yeah. hop down her throat? Ah, she's nicer to me. Bitch. <laughs> right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. You bully me later. Yeah. Off camera, off camera. Off camera, yeah. You have to you have to come off as polite here in this medium. Exactly. So in the beginning of the movie, uh Liz Liz? Lizzie. Lizzie, Lizzie. is having the Dude, worst day of her life. Did you pay attention to the movie? <laughs> I thought her name was Fiona Applegate. <laughs> what? Uh, Are you mixing two different actresses together? Uh so Lizzie McGuire is having the worst day of her life. Oh my gosh. And uh she is not only Finds out. Well, she like broke up with her husband at first, right? That's what we're supposed she to understand. She was trying to. Yeah, no, she already see, did. It seemed like they were separated. And she was like, "I think we need to take a break." And that's why she was going to come and like apologize to him. Yeah. And then he was like, "You know what? You're right. We do need a break. And I'm going to go live with my slut." Uh, Essentially, let's talk about that guy real quick. God. Charles Cheap Rob Lowe. is a cheap Rob Lowe. He has a nasty mullet. Rob High. He looks way older than this chick, and he is a disgusting womanizer. He is a manipulative piece of shit. Yeah, and this entire time, you said you were kind of into this manipulative piece of shit. Nope, I hate him. I also dislike him. Nope. No. Lies. I hate him. You saw the lines that he was spilling all over these ladies throughout the movie. He had a couple good responses. I'm your fella, Annabella. That's a great line. No, that's so cheesy. I'm your fella. (laughs) Anytime you can rhyme with somebody's name. It's uh, that's extra points. No, for you ladies out there, if you fall for a line like "I'm your fella, Annabella," or "I'm your homie," macaroni, uh, macaroni. <laughs> there you go. Wh- whose name is macaroni? <laughs> you need an arm, Lucky Charm. If you fall for that type of shit, These are you great don't lines. know. No, th- of course you think they're great lines, 
but just talk to the girl. Call her by her name. Date one person at a time or just stay single and then fool around. But you're messing with poor Phoebe Kate's heart. Yeah, he, he I'm was, not. He, he did everything that he could to make sure that he didn't feel like the bad guy in the situation. So, like, she wanted to go in there and be like, I forgive you. I love you. Like, let's try to fix this. Mm-hmm. And he was in. He was like, no, you were right. We should take a break. Go. Go and live with Annabella. That's what you said. And she was like, I don't think I said that. That's her name, Annabella. Like, he's putting words. <laughs> that was really funny. When yeah. She was like, to her I, mouth. I don't even know. He didn't, she didn't even know her <laughs> she name. She didn't even know her name. Like, he's putting words in her mouth. I believe the kids to, call that gaslighting. Yeah. He's totally gaslighting yes. her in order to make himself feel better about the situation and still get what he wants out of it, which is his new home wrecker, Annabella. That guy's psychotic. I've and been, I feel so bad for her. I've been watching the show with my mom. Um, love it for sight or love married, married. Oh, no love no no blind. no oh, married at first sight. i want to talk about that with you later <laughs> we can yeah i guess i'll leave then no <laughs> that'd be fine i mean i'm pretty sure we'd still have a great episode if you were to walk out you know where the door is jessica is crazy dude jessica's a bat shit so crazy, crazy bitch <laughs> anyway tiger king no. no not yet neither of you so <laughs> i have oh you did yeah okay. so many tigers that's how he knew i'm all wow. about joe exotic dude i think joe exotic should be for president 2020 you did literally say that earlier. He, he's a little late <laughs> to the game. No, the election's in November, bro. No, but still, mm. people start campaigning. Write it in. Write it in, America. Joe Exotic 2020. We totally cut you off of your point, though, and it I can't matter. remember what you were saying now. Neither do I. I don't even want to talk about <laughs> it. I'm with him. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not the one who said that. <laughs> I'm not the one who said it didn't matter, you dick. I, I see why people could like this film. I see why it would be relatable to a certain audience, but at the same time, Woof. Maybe you're not that audience. I am not a sad little girl. Yeah, no, you're not. But no, Christian, no, no, I'm not a sad little girl. I'm quite the opposite. I'm a happy big boy. <laughs> happy big boy. Big boy. Big boy. I'm a happy big. I'm not saying it like happy that. Big boy. That is how you said it. Happy big boy. <laughs> now I'm exaggerating it, and you're blaming me to be this big brown par- caricature. Anyway. No, no, no. A caricature of myself. A caricature of myself. You guys have seen me when... when the lights I'm, are off. When I'm not pushed to a corner. Anyway. You're anyway. literally in a corner yeah, right now. Yeah, I was now. just going to say am. that. We literally pushed you in a corner. <laughs> yeah. But, but you guys didn't push okay, me Okay, no, I'll, I'll, de- I'll defend the movie. Because no, like... And, and I'll I, help you. Yeah, because I am... I'll a, help you. <laughs> I am aware how this movie, especially like it is aged and the effects are not great. And it's aged very poorly. I yeah. will say a lot of very upskirt poorly. jokes that yeah. are very... Uh, not that in the wake of like the Me Too movement and like women coming up and stepping out and like expressing how they've been taken advantage of by men. No, like literally the- even invisible men take advantage of women. Men are so bad. Have you seen the movie Invisible Man lately? No, but I want to. That's a good. That, yeah, with what you just said, You'll that be, movie. You're a scaredy cat, though. You don't like movies like that. You'll but shit invisible your guts. Man's based on an old movie that I do like, and which is based on a book. Oh, oh, shocker. Almost everything's based on a book. Toots. Don't call her Toots. I can call her whatever I want. I've called her way worse. Why? I never. (laughs) I say, girl. I say, son. Nice transatlantic accent. (laughs) You partake in the theater? The theater. It'd be radio if you're doing a transatlantic. (laughs) No, that's true. You're going to be making the pictures, boy. No, like, no. And a lot of their jokes did not age well, obviously. And, like, going around and calling, like, have Phoebe Kate's mom like mega bitch and like no, all that mega kind beast. of 
Mm. No, it's Mega Bitch. She knows. Don't do not. You have no. He calls place her the Mega Beast once, but most of most of the time he he's saying bitch. Mega Bitch. Oh, yeah. and that's yeah. look. What I saw on Wikipedia says that Bitch and Mega Beast are two different insults that he says constantly. So yeah. don't jump down my throat, you piece of poop. Well, also so, don't jump poop, down Wikipedia thinking everything's true. You poop smelling. You poop tasting. Poop. You have lost. All of your IQ <laughs> instantaneously <laughs> is it in of this that movie? insult. Yes, this movie made me dumber. <laughs> this movie, this you movie were like was... half paying attention. You're like, "What the fuck's happening?" And then you look back Nikki, at your phone. What's going on? Just watch the movie. Watch I knew the movie. I knew what was going on. What when I asked what is happening, it was the que- it was a question of like, "What the fuck." Is like I think, who the fuck is like writing this script and being like, yes. "I think if you can look past the bat the." amazingly bad jokes because they're supposed to be bad like that that's another reason why i like this movie is because i think it's a movie that's supposed to be bad of course like they're you know like um robin hood men in tights like it's a movie making fun of a movie like kind of thing a like, parody yeah it's a parody you have to be in on the joke yeah. in order to laugh at the joke this movie is already like an inside joke if you could get past the fact that first of all that the opening credits <laughs> the opening credits we watched this on dvd yeah the, the, and the home the, menu the music in the home menu it was a circus show that's his like theme song that's like uh homeboy's theme there's about two songs in this entire soundtrack the little girl is my favorite actress though a young lizzie She's yeah. really good. She was so good and she was so cute. And like, I don't know, I think especially because like there are so many people that can be like villainized in this movie. And at the end of it, like Phoebe, uh, Lizzie's character kind of steps up and she was like, yeah, these people like attributed to my unhappiness. But at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my yeah. own happiness. And mm, like, exactly. I'm deciding to be happy like mm. for me and to stop living a life that these other people want me to there live. There is a deeper meaning yeah. to this film. You have to get past its uh, wackiness that it presents on the surface level. It is yeah. about her internal conflict. She, you were saying that when we started this movie, this girl is emotionally stunted because of her fucked up childhood yeah absolutely. she had to develop uh an imaginary friend because of the emotional abuse she received from her mother that only had her to save her marriage which she which tells her child yeah. her four-year-old child yes like oh wait no no she she's didn't telling say, that to no, full-grown she, yeah she said yeah. that to lizzie when she was full-grown full grown, that you know that she did what many couples do, and that's to have a child to save a marriage, and then you made that marriage worse. But like, <laughs> well, she whoa. didn't make the marriage worse. The woman, the marriage was just wasn't yeah. Safe. The marriage was already bad. terrible. And like Phoebe can be blaming all like Lizzie's care. Well, let me try that one more time. Yeah, uh, Lizzie can be blaming all of these problems that she's having on so many different people. Whether it can be her mother for being emotionally abusive to her as a child, uh, it can be both of her parents for constantly fighting in front of her and not showing her what a, a proper relationship looks like and guiding her to being a, a better partner and accepting a good partner. She could blame her father for leaving when she was four and not coming back, especially when her father knew how terrible her mother was. Did it, Why didn't he did take it her explain. with him? Like, did he, did he just like walk he la- out? Yeah, he walked out when his, when the mother trapped Fred in the Jack in the Box oh. and never came back. Jesus Christ. What I think is weird, semi weird is how everybody doesn't want to acknowledge that Fred is real yet everybody does act as if Fred is real uh, yeah so there's mm. not the, not enough people are like because they're constantly telling her like that, well Fred's not real Fred's not real you're crazy you're, you're making this all up but then they're like well I'm gonna lock him in the box then 
and I'm going to tape it shut. So like, I'm going to take him away from you. The worst part about all of that was, is like, so when, when Lizzie's mom came out and saw that big mess and she saw how scared Lizzie was and she was holding on to this, this box for dear life. She was like, what's in the box? Oh, drop dead Fred's in the box. And she grabs it and she's like, oh, that will make you cry. Well, now I know how to do it. Mm, she, she did say those words. Yeah, yeah. So she's sitting there and she's she finally learned how to control her daughter. Yeah. And I guarantee you that she used that as leverage her entire childhood and was like, if you don't do this. I'm going to make sure I crush Drop Dead Fred. If you don't do this, I'm going to throw Drop Dead Fred out the window. If it, you don't do this. I guess, but she didn't even keep Drop Dead Fred as like as that token. She gave, she like tapes it up and then like gives it back to him. It's like, don't open it. And it's like, well, you should have. You just gave up your hand there, lady. She should, <laughs> yeah. She should have held on to that a little bit longer. I think that these characters are way more fleshed out than you would think. Yeah. Like really, the mom is a, a raging bitch. Um, but, yeah. even, but even in that case, like it. Like you can't, and and it's and it's crazy though because like as much as you want to blame things on the, on the mom because she is a raging bitch, at the end of the movie she says that she's lonely. Yeah. Like she had a distant husband. She is trying to control her daughter, trying to turn her daughter into a younger version of herself. Like yeah. she's clearly really yeah. unhappy. Making her dress like her. Making, making like, yeah. she's got some serious issues of her yeah. own. Like yeah. Na- narco- weird mom. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, so it's like. Everyone has their own problems. Even Drop Dead Fred has his yeah. own issues in this movie. and <laughs> He has a lot of issues. He has a, of lot of he issues. Has a bunch of no, issues. He, <laughs> of course, he has a bunch of issues from the outside looking in. But like even his own self-reflection, he sees, he sees that he he kind of needs Phoebe Cates and like he sees that he wants Phoebe Cates to be happy. And he is, although he's kooky, he is smart enough to know that Charles is not Phoebe Cates path to happiness because yeah. he's her path because he loves her he knows that she shouldn't love him no. well, and he also like her. he knows that if she were actually happy he yes. would not be there yeah and so with that being said i know we I, were we were playing along I think he would still be there i think we were we were playing along with the with the possibility that there might be some romanticism between drop dead fred and you could roll your and eyes Lizzie. but i mean there like is. let's deep let's dig deep into it he knows he knows her well enough to know that Charles is a piece of shit and yeah. that she shouldn't be with a man like that. Yeah. yeah. But anybody can from from a mile away. Yeah. Not her mom. Her mom wants her to be with him. Well, her mom's a bitch. Yep. Well, <laughs> but Drop Dead Fred is doing is doing uh what a guy uh, what a man should when he should try to uh, court a girl. He knows he knew how to make uh her laugh. Phoebe Cates laugh. Yeah. He, she knew he knew how to make uh the, Lizzie that character yeah. happy. But obviously, well, with this time he, jump, he didn't know how yeah. to do it. And even in the uh, Catalina wine mixer that they went to, Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> that's right. Good There's job. a crossover yeah. with well Step done. Brothers. Well yeah, done. even with the wine mixer that they went to, he was like, "Oh, I'll go. I'll be your date." And then he goes with her, and he dresses up. He puts on. Granted, yes. it's a wacky tuxedo. He's, he's, a gym, with, like, he's wearing what the doorman wears in uh, Wizard of Oz <laughs> yeah. when they get to the Emerald City. Yeah, but he still he dresses up. He has like a coat on with like coattails and then he, exactly. does, he actually puts like grease in his hair instead of it being all wacky and crazy he's like, trying he's trying i'm sorry that hair that he has isn't <laughs> wacky and crazy no it's still wacky okay. but it's very <laughs> expressive of himself and he's not trying to be anyone that he's not 
trying to be or that because he... nobody can see him it's not like anybody can see him of course i mean and now you're just this is what i'm saying <laughs> you're you're tackling this movie from a, a perspective where you're only gonna hate it we're, we're trying to be I defenders like of this. i like it you're a fucking liar dude no let him say it he okay. likes it no i'm a liar oh man christian says i'm a liar yeah man you say you're a liar you, you say you're well, like what don't you like about it no i just think fred's really fucking annoying no yeah no he is he's supposed <laughs> to be though yeah. like he's and supposed think, to be wild and kooky and crazy and out of this world and i think there was a weird part when they like disintegrate into each other and go to like like oh go into dream world that yeah. was crazy oh, and then when she comes bar, out real of, quick can we just talk about how it was clear that so when that dream world that they went into that was a soundstage that was Princess soundstage. The whole every every indoor scene was on the soundstage. Yeah, every indoor scene was. This is the first and only movie that's ever been made on Prince's personal soundstage. Did Prince was he like a producer on this? No, he's not even credited in it. What the? Yeah, he was just like, yeah, you could use my set. They filmed in Minneapolis. And so that's where uh, he has a lot of his stuff, and that's where he's it, from. Wild, and it's and the only reason why I know that is because of the the other podcast. Um, how did this get made? Mm-hmm. They they talked about it in great detail, and it was awesome. <laughs> that's a that's a very specific fact about this yeah, movie. Yeah, it was so cool. I mean, that's a that's a cute, that's a fun fact. Yeah, um, that is a fun fact. It Nick. legitimately fact. is fun. Yeah, um, I want to talk about Carrie Fisher's. Boothang? Oh my, or Carrie Fisher in general being in this movie. We haven't even acknowledged that. Yes. So <laughs> she looks pretty clean. It doesn't look like she's doing a lot of drugs in this one. No, she, uh, oh gosh, she was amazing. Like, because, so, so I've never seen Star Wars. I know. Whoa. Controversial. So how do you super know controversial. Carrie Fisher is then? So this is the first movie I had seen Carrie Fisher in. So when someone says, hey, so when Carrie Fisher, you I think, think of, of this movie. Of this movie. Because <laughs> I've never seen Star Wars. I mean, I I know that she played Princess Leia, and I know that I've seen her. I know what she looks like, what that character looks like. But that's not what I think of her as. I think of her as, what I don't even remember her name. I don't. Jolene. Uh, Carrie. Phoebe, <laughs> Carrie. Phoebe's best friend. Phoebe, Phoebe Case's best friend, wow, Carrie Fisher. Wow, you're definitely in the minority. Yeah, yeah. Very controversial. I don't often tell people that because I get yelled at. So. Uh, people are yelling at you <laughs> about this? People yelling at me. Where have you been? Have you been living under a rock? Is that what people sound like? Yeah. Is that yelling? <laughs> yeah, are they? Is that? That's, that's not that's, yelling. That's how I sounds hear them. Sounds like It sounds like congestion to me. <laughs> um. You should see Star Wars. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. You but There's a few you should probably check out. Yeah, it, it is quite a commitment. I don't blame I you. I do Have really you... like Adam Driver. Maybe I'll watch the newer ones. He's like a bad uh, guy, he's right? He's a really long face, but a fantastic <laughs> actor. He's a bad-ish guy. Yeah. Um, but yes, Carrie Fisher. Carrie fucking Fisher. Is actually doing a, a great job at acting in this she movie. Is, she is. She lives on a houseboat, and she's having sex with a gentleman named Murray. <laughs> Murray, yes. and, who is uh, significantly older than her, but a beast. And the quote uh, is, <laughs> "Oh no, don't do it! Don't say it." Okay, I won't say. Oh, do it. Well, let's give some exposition first. So they are fucking. No, should we just do quotes without context on this one? Uh, do you have? I don't have uh, exactly. Written I didn't down. write down anything, but if you have any quotes for us, <laughs> the one that he's about to say. Okay, well, say well, just the one that it's 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 that she's like he's a beast, right? And and uh, home, what's homegirl? Uh, Liz is like uh, best friend. 
No, Liz. You mean he goes all night? Yeah. Yes, apparently no. they've been fucking for yeah. five no. hours. No, it means he shits in the corner and eats with his paws. That's what Carrie Fisher says. That's a really quick one. Apparently Carrie That's Fisher quick. wrote a bunch of her own lines. Yeah. Which I, isn't I a surprise. She, she does that quite uh, quite often. And then Murray, the next morning, when they see that Phoebe Case's hair is cut because Drop Dead Fred cut it in the middle of the night. Yes. Oh my God. So- Drop Dead Fred is a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> He's a fucking Sour Patch Kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's where... I bet that's where Sour Patch Kid got their ideas. Mm. <laughs> From Drop Dead Fred? From Drop Dead Fred. Okay, Nikki. <laughs> I, I would any, believe it. But anyway, so that so Carrie Fisher and Murray are looking over Lizzie, and they're just like, what'd you do to your hair? Are you shedding? And she's like, no, it's Drop Dead Fred. And then Carrie Fisher has to explain to Murray, like, oh, that's her imaginary friend. Uh-huh. And Murray's like... Ugh. Ugh. Murray's like, oh, I never had imaginary friends, just wet dreams, and then kisses the back of her neck. What the, the back fuck? of her neck? That is not a sexy line. And Who's don't proud of wet dreams. I'm not, I don't like Murray. I think Murray's gross. You said that was a boss ass line no. when we were watching it. You no, were the like, boss so line, gross. no, the boss line was when um, Charles when Charles says the wrong name in bed. So oh, Charles, yeah. is, Charles is finally with uh, Liz, and no, he goes. And it wasn't that she said the name; it's how he fucking twisted it to gaslight Phoebe Cates' exactly. character. Exactly. Let's break that down. This is one of your favorite lines in the film, and I, I want just, you to say it. Uh, I hate you guys. You guys make me feel like such an asshole. No, but, but you're uh, an asshole. You're our asshole. I'm my own asshole. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you have your. You own. can be my second asshole. I am my <laughs> own asshole. Thank you very much. I'm a whole ass. <laughs> hole on my own <laughs> anyways you got that right um shove it christian um uh you so, lost your train of thought because we were calling you an asshole shut up. so many times fuck you um charles. So charles is making out with liz and he's like uh, oh oh anna and she was like uh, or oh, Annabella. And she's like, wait, you just called me Annabella. And he was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you just called me Annabella. And without even like missing a beat, he goes, uh, he says, oh, but isn't it better that I would say someone else's name, but be here with you because I'm here with you in this moment. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I guess that, that makes sense. And I think rather than being with shit. someone else and saying your, your name, name and mm-hmm. I'm not with you. That's not smooth. That's a piece of shit move. God. Mm. He and he's not handsome enough for all these girls to be falling at their no, heels. No, but for he's him. a Jaguar car dealer. He yeah. Which means what? That's very telling of his traits that he'll say anything yep. to make that sale. Yep. Mm. You're a salesman, aren't you? No. <laughs> not if we're gonna talk about asshole salesman. I don't wanna be lumped into that no, group. You're you smooth. also don't have a job right now, so you're not lying. Well, we'll cut that part out of the episode. <laughs> Well, um, that's not because of anything you did or didn't do. Fault. I don't have a job right now either. I got laid off. It's fucking Corona. None of this is staying in the episode. <laughs> um, look, send I, us money, please. <laughs> look, I think that uh, what's his name, Charles? Charles. Yes. Charles is at the least very quick witted. Yeah, no. Well, and he has to be. He's a salesman. If you're being manipulative, if you are a manipulator, you have to at the very least be very good with your words. You have to be you have to have a certain level of conviction. Confidence. Uh, a certain level of confidence. Check. You have to you a want, certain level of confidence. Sounds checking. like you know this checklist. No, I just think it's funny how you're like checking as we check, go down. Check. As if it's like you're looking at yourself and like you gotta have a level of confidence. I do. Check. Certain level a, of douchebaggery. Check. Yes. I definitely got that. Dude, I could Jaguar. not manipulate myself Jack. out of a situation by any means. Yeah, Have you I, seen me? <laughs> no, but I would love 
to see you try and use that line of saying the wrong name in bed and being like, no, no, no. Like, it's cool because, like, aren't you glad that I'm here with you? Wouldn't you rather me um, be do with, like, uh, another... I would fuck, do you I'd and Melissa know anyone named Annabella? You should just try that. Oh, we know we an do. Annabella. Yeah, oh, okay, never mind. Don't. <laughs> don't use that Annabella. Don't use that name. We, we, we do. <laughs> don't yeah. use that name. No, she'll kick me in the dick if, if I say someone just else's the name dick? in bed. Everything else, the dick is just the the tip of the iceberg, might I say. I would aim for the balls. Something tells me getting hit in the dick doesn't hurt nearly as bad as getting hit hit in the balls. Sidebar question: Does it hurt if you get hit in the boob? Um, it depends on what part of the boob. If you smack me in my nipple, yeah, that hurts. His nipples are sensitive. (laughs) Or if you punch me in the nipple, but like if you punch me like side boob, like no, side boobs don't hurt. Side boob doesn't front boob hurts. Front boob hurts. Okay. All right. Are you yeah. planning an attack? No, 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 no. I just want to be more aware of where my knuckles uh, where are. <laughs> Melissa, be careful. How often are you like punching Melissa in the boob and no. you're like, babe, did that hurt? I'm just like, did clutch, that hurt? Dude. Babe, did that hurt? Sometimes I turn around and I don't know where my limbs are going. And I'm just like, what? Oh, like, you know, when you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, that. So my, my boyfriend <laughs> does that to me all the time at night. Like, he'll roll over and just like. That's different because he's asleep and roll his arm over and smack me in the eye with it and he is asleep but it doesn't it hurts more because he's asleep if you could hit an eye you could hit a boob that's not what you were saying you're saying you're walking around and have no control of your limbs (laughs) on a really good day when i'm happy i'm flinging my arms around i hate you i fucking hate you exactly that's i'm walking like that you have no control of your arms this is the this is more ridiculous than anything drop dead fred did you saying that you get so happy that you can't control your arms is the most egregious thing you've ever fucking said on this podcast i'm fucking infuriated person i'm fucking no i have control of my arms now i'm mad because what you're saying what is that you get so happy sometimes that you lose motor (laughs) function and you will use turns and use that as an opportunity to smack your girlfriend and specifically in the breast so you're looking for the position that's gonna hurt her the most so you're good you're getting information from other people you disgust me no 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 listen to me watch out melissa i know she has no watching out to do looked at the camera to say that watch out melissa he has to like she's looking dead into the barrel of the camera so it's not that i lose motor functions in all of my limbs i just lessen the restrictions that i have in so terms of my motor functions because so i'm happy so, so what, hang on when so they say you don't have a care in the world so you're not caring about your arms and your legs and your... what does that mean though that you can't control your arms dude what I, does that mean you're I, no, it's, I so, can control You're such my a arms. silly man. You are yes, such a silly man. I'm a silly man. You are the silliest man I've ever met in my life. I will take that as a compliment. Oh. Baddies, be more silly. Don't go around smacking boobs. But and, be more silly. But control your limbs, please. Control your limbs. Have baddies. you ever hit anyone in the dick, Nick? <laughs> That's great, but hit anyone in the dick accidentally Nick. and both persif- purposely. Uh, accidentally for sure. Yeah, you've. I, Interesting. Yeah. I think I've hit you've you hit in, the in the dick the, yeah. accidentally. You should do that on purpose. <laughs> I know. I think it, with the, the patio. Uh, yeah, with the doors, pat- the refrigerator doors. Yeah, I've actually, definitely I think that's hit you definitely happened dick. a couple of times. Yeah. Okay, no, um, I can believe that. I've never hit anyone in the dick or balls on purpose. Okay, I am saving that for if I ever get mugged. Or attacked in some way. What if you get mugged by a woman? <laughs> I mean, you can still knee someone in the vagina and it will hurt. Oh. I've been kneed in the vagina before. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it sucks. 
I've heard of people kneading vaginas, but oh kneading vaginas? I've never, what, like dough? No, that <laughs> was a joke. Now it's kneading, it was a play oh, on words. I, 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 like, I, thought I kneading, need okay, it. I thought kneading like kneading dough. That's I mean, what, that I was like, do that what? to a vagina. That would be an interesting Wait, theory. Um, you should test that on the next girl you're with. It's a weird porn. Don't do it, bro. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, look, here's one thing I got to get out of the way. Say it. Get it out of the way. You get so happy that you can't control your arms. <laughs> Still? Why are we on this? Because you said it. You said it. Like, it's a thing that happens to everybody. You even, I don't know. Like, I get... You know I, mean? I mean, I get it. I... I I'm a little bit different. I kind of forget the size of my body sometimes. What? Thank you. Like, what no. another ridiculous thing. This <laughs> episode is full of the most I, ridiculous like, things. I forget like my own diameter. So I'm constantly like walking into like door frames or like couches. I'm yes. constantly hurting myself. You're clumsy. Yeah, I'm clumsy. You're like clutch. I don't like realize that like I'm bigger oh than God. I am or smaller than I am. And I'm constantly walking into things. So, so you like fit through a hole and you're like, oh. <laughs> I didn't like. Have I didn't you know ever? I fit in that hole. Well, yeah, that's what all the. That's why I'm growing out my mustache, so I like know. A cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know how wide my head is. An analogy that might make sense. If you've ever pulled out of a parking spot, and you're not necessarily familiar with the dimensions of your car, sometimes that happens with <laughs> your own, with your own person, with your own car. With your sometimes own you person. forget how big your car. Christian, that's because you're a bad driver that you forget how big your car is. I'm also Asian. Yes. How this many is cars true. have you totaled? <laughs> well, two. Oh my god! But listen, Christian. the first one for sure my fault. The second one, it it died. It totaled in the sense that it wasn't an ac- It wasn't in an accident. But like we bought it for cheap, used, and the insides were were dying. That's not really saying anything. I've been in seven car accidents, none of which have been my fault. People really like to hit me. Wow, that's a different thing. Maybe people really <laughs> like you, and that's the only way they can get your number. Don't know when to shut up. Nikki. I think that's God's way of telling me to die. God, no, God's trying. He's like, I don't understand. I'll put a car How over does she here. Keep getting out of this. I'll have her this time, but it's just car accidents. Like that's yeah. like every person has one way to die, and God like can't go outside of the parameters. Yeah. I just wish I could send someone to shoot this bitch, but no, I have to do the car crash. She has to die by car. What have you done in life for for this hypothetical to have come up that God wants you to die? I was actually just talking to my sister about this. I thought you were going to say, I was actually just talking to God about this. My sister and I are so weird. We talk about this stuff all the time where we're like, how do you think we'll die? (laughs) I think I'm going to die in a car crash. Yeah. I've been in seven accidents. I better die in a car crash. No, 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 no. Not. I, yeah, at this point, it's uh, he. He's chalking up a different <laughs> blueprint for you. He's like, all right, that's clearly not. You're the roadrunner to his Wiley <laughs> <Marley> Coyote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, that was that was wild. Um, but I do want to bring up one of your favorite characters from this movie, since this is a movie. It podcast. is a movie podcast. Um, Mickey is that his name? Oh God, I fucking hate. He's the worst part of the whole movie. Well, I almost forgot Mickey was even in the movie. It's weird because he takes like a weird love potion off screen and is yeah. like puppy dogs in love. I just think his character was so unnecessary, and it like just forces the narrative that in order for a woman to be happy, like she has to be, ha- she has to have a man to make her happy. Like, and I just don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. Like he, his character wasn't important. It wasn't pivotal. Mm-hmm. Like for the movie in itself, the movie would have been just the same without him. Yeah, like he was. It just so seemed like three guys were competing for her love. Yeah, Drop Dead Fred. Yep, Charles Schwab. Yep. And Mike, Mickey Mouse. M- Mickey Mouse. Charles Schroeder. 
Um, but- Charles Bronson, please. <laughs> Charles Bronson, Mickey Rourke, and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, hands down, would have this girl's heart. Um, if Drop Dead Fred was played mine. by Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, I'll drop my number later. <laughs> he has, he is the face of Ben Gay. And you know, Ben Gay. He's been gay for a long time. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. Um, he's also the face of Papa John's. and uh, It looks like it. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor gosh. Papa John, like the guy, is in a rough spot. That guy's claiming to eat 40 pizzas in 30 days. He says that the quality of pizza Shaq? at Papa John's. No, no, no. Old Papa John. Oh, okay. I was like, what? OG CEO Papa John's. He hates Shaq, though. He's always yelling about Shaq on his Twitter. God, I love Twitter. Um, Let's talk you, about Mickey. Okay, yeah, I was gonna bring up one other cool thing, but I'll bring it go up ahead, later. Go no, ahead, no, 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 no. Let's talk about Mickey Mouse. Um, Mickey His Mouse ears was are big. Uh, a, a bassist character from the Walt Disney Company. Um, started in 1938. How long are you gonna go with this? I guess I'll stop there. <laughs> uh, so you didn't? I I liked Mickey. I thought Mickey was cool looking. I just think it was so for like no, it like no right minded person. Like, first of all, would be like, hey, I haven't seen you in 20 years, and I recognize you from a quick glance. That was crazy. They met uh, at the courthouse. Yeah. He had just uh, gotten a divorce after being separated for two years, and uh, she had dropped a bunch of her papers. And, of course, it's this guy, Knight in Shining Armor, helping her pick up all these dropped papers and saying, oh, Lizzie, I haven't seen you in... Two 20 decades? 20 years, yeah, but I also, instantly recognize you. He's also just getting, finalizing his divorce, so he's also on the market as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, I don't know, so like he instantly recognizes her after like two decades of not seeing her. He continues to stay on this date with her, even though she's throwing glasses and spilling water all over herself and throwing pasta all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but then he starts to go he crazy. He starts doing it too. Like her like, being so off the wall makes him lose everything. And he's and like, I, oh, who, who, They get who, thrown, who? physically thrown out of that restaurant. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, oh, I'm going to go back in and get my jacket. And it's like. <laughs> you know, some crazy people would think that's sweet, though. You accept me for who I am. Even more he's so than that. Hard. He's a simp. I maybe. Maybe he's just really heartbroken after the separation. Maybe he just really needs to get his dick wet. Probably. <laughs> Objectively speaking. Um is he a handsome guy? Was yeah. he a good looking guy? He oh, kinda looked like me. Billy from Stranger Things. He kinda me. looked like a young version of Tim Roth. I mm. could see that. Teeth. Like Tim Roth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did you yeah, like his yeah. uh, teeth. ear I didn't piercings? Even notice his teeth. I'm not a big fan of earrings, like At in general, all. like even on girls, like I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have my ears pierced, but it's not like a deal breaker for me, but like. Gotcha. Uh, follow up question with ears pierced, asymmetric with just one being pierced, or do you like the symmetry of both? It if would you be the symmetry of the both. The symmetry. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. What about two for one? Two and one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think uh, the, the way that I think. <sighs> I personally don't like it, but if you like it and you rock it and you're confident with it, then I'm not even going to fucking notice. That's true. It's all It all yeah. comes down to confidence. Yeah. The only reason why I even noticed Mickey's earring is because it reminded me of um, uh, George Michael. He's oh. the faith guy, right? Yeah. 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 We know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wham. Yeah. Wham. Yeah. Wham. Wham. Yeah. Uh, Mickey was a weird character, though. He was climbing trees for this girl. He, he was, was a fun. He was like deep into that tree with a huge box. Was that the dress? Yeah. 
It was her mm, dress that, that she left. He was trying so hard to get dinner. this dress back to her. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, hey, Mickey, it's really cool, dude. You don't have to do this. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I'll go like climb over a fence for it. And they're like, no, no, we can give it to her. He's like, I want to give it to her. Hey, Mickey, uh, she's going through a hard time right oh, now. Oh, yeah, because she's crazy, right? And yeah. He's like, it's like, cool. I'm also crazy. I just took 10 hits of meth. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, cool. He was you got to get the fuck out of here, bro. He was definitely a meth head he was at sweating. the beginning stages. He was sweating at one point. He is... He said, everybody's got major problems. Everybody needs therapy in this film. Literally, yeah. everybody needs therapy in this film. And instead of getting therapy, they're all just, they're all just enabling each other to fall deeper and deeper and deeper into their psychosis. Not every okay maybe everyone is maybe. helping each other drop deeper and deeper into their psychosis. Is what they yes. are. Yeah. Yes. Um, one thing that I want to talk about was a cool point you brought up, Nick Lowe, while we were watching is that they did have an intention to remake this film. Uh, most recent news I saw about it was from 2009 and that it had been shelved for a couple of different reasons. So I don't think it, it's going to be a problem, but they did want to remake it. Do you want to talk about that a little oh, bit? Yeah, that would have made me so happy. They did. I did hear rumors. Um, yeah, it had to have been back in like 2009, 2010-ish, um, that they were planning on remaking this movie and casting Russell Brand as Drop Dead Fred. Which, which would, I just would think have been great. So perfect, like so dead on. Just like when he redid Arthur, he did a really good job as yeah. Arthur. I think he would have done a good job. Let's. Who would you cast as uh, Liz? I said it before, Anna Kendrick. I think Anna Kendrick Kendrick would have been a a phenomenal choice. Especially after Mr. Wright. Yeah, I was going to say, if she just channels her like Mr. Wright-ness. I think that quirky of a girl plays better than than this quirky of a yeah. girl. And maybe maybe that quirky of a girl is very Christina Ricci uh uh like Beetlejuice, very 90s yeah. weird girl. Where now the 2000 teens weird girl is like a Zoe Deschanel quirky I hate funky that quirky. Kinda, which well, I, a lot of people have gotten tired of Zoe Deschanel. God, that I'm quirky completely is so fine annoying. Um, she's the like, worst part of New Girl. What? Really? That's her show. Yeah, but then more and more, it's become more about a lot of the other characters. They start I don't shining watch You should actually watch like it. Like the relationships that that are built on it are really great. Like I think sh- I think Winston is the best character in that entire show. For a long time, he was the unsung hero of that yeah, show. He's that, the best character. That actor, uh, Lamorne Morris, he's so funny, so he, oh, fucking funny. I love him. I love his relationship with his cat Ferguson. He, yes. It's, yeah, it's the cat thing. It's a good show. Okay, <laughs> I'll should take, watch yeah. it. Yeah, I, I just think that was their that era of that era yeah. of, of uh, weird girl, and I think our era of weird girl. This this movie would have been served well to have an Anna Kendrick. Yeah, uh, the mother. Who do we think would be a good mother? Maybe like a Helen Marion. Angelica Houston. Ooh, Ooh Angelica Angela Houston. Lansbury. She's too old. She'd be grandma. I'd be hella old, and she's. That's fine. She's black. No, <laughs> it's 2020. There's a lot of possibilities. Like that... Angelica Houston or... Um... Who's, a, um, who's a tough mom? Or you know what? If you age Charlize Theron mm. a little bit... I can see Charlize Theron playing that. Yeah. She can be really cold if she wants to be. Yeah. And I think like she could give enough just of that like deadness off. Like channel like monster a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like just have like that yeah. dead yeah. coldness. She That's would good. be so good. That's good. Who do you think would play Charles? Any, any douchebag. Char- yeah, Rob Lowe, no, Rob Lowe, too old, old for Amy Adams. Too old. But, uh, but Anna that, that is Anna a Kendrick. What did I say? Amy Adams. I like Amy you Adams. You really, really want really her to be Amy I want Adams. Amy Adams to be. Yeah. yeah, I like him. But Amy um, Adams is a little too old to be that girl. A good Charles. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. 
Mm, no, too, well, he's too likable. He's too good looking. He's I'm, too likable, too good looking. I'm thinking maybe like a Bradley Coops. Maybe a Bradley Cooper. I think a Bradley Cooper because he could good. play a good like asshole. Yeah, like in he's just not that into you. Exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley um, Cooper would be good. And and then Mickey, who plays Mickey? Um, Dave Franco. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Beautiful. beautiful. Nail on the beautiful. head. I'm so proud of you and right Carrie now. Fisher thank you. Thank you. By Carrie Fisher. <laughs> CGI yeah. Carrie Fisher CGI would Carrie still Fisher. be Hologram in the Carrie 2021 Fisher. rendition. And we don't have to change any of our lines. We no. just keep just her like friend. Cut and paste. <laughs> cut and paste those scenes. In fact, yeah. we'll keep the same scenes. We'll cut and paste the new actors' faces onto the old scenes, and then that's how we'll do it. Or we can use Carrie Fisher's daughter. No, hey, I want possible. real Carrie Fish. No, like how Ice Cube's son played Ice Cube in uh, Straight Outta Compton. It's possible. You know how many auditions they made his son do? How many? Like, Zero. Like, huh? No, like 10 auditions. They, they made it really difficult for him. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, but the whole time they knew they were going to give it to him. Not right? the like, whole time. They had, dude. The thing is, Ice Cube was the executive producer for that film. So do you think Why that he wouldn't would, he pick his son? Well, I'm pretty sure like everyone else would tr- would be like, don't give it too easily. Let's actually make him go through these auditions so that the outside world doesn't perceive it as. But I uh, think even in all those auditions, even in the first one, they're all sitting around. They're like, I mean, we know what's going to happen here. Right, guys. What's the word for it when you give positions about nepotism? Yes. Uh, people didn't want it to be too uh, obvious. Obvious. So like, let's do give him 10 auditions. Yeah. Nicole, how do you feel about Ice Cube's son playing himself in Straight Outta Compton? Nepotism. There's a good, there you go. It's possible. <laughs> but if there were right 10 auditions, the give, give him a hard time before we give it to him, right? I honestly don't think people would have cared, though. I don't think they would have given a fuck. They would have been like, yeah, that seems right. It looks like him. He he probably knows his dad way more than a random ass person Yeah, does. he can channel his mannerisms. Like He raised me. <laughs> yeah. I look like him. For God's sake! No, he doesn't even look like. No, nah, he looks like him. I don't see him. He looks like him. I think. I did never you watch saw it with... straight out of Compton? I wanted to though. I love Easy E. He's like one of my oh, favorite oh, then, rappers. D- then don't watch it because they blame everything on Easy E. Is it because he's dead? What a cop out! Pretty much. It's like, kind of like the Temptations fucked. movie, like how they, they blamed blame everything on, on David, Eddie Griffin or David. David, 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 the comedian. I don't Eddie know why I was thinking of Eddie Griffin. David Ruffin, yes. The Temptations movie, the long one, the one that's like six hours long. Is that the one you're talking about? The, is it six hours? It's like, it was like a miniseries. Yeah, it was like a miniseries. Exactly. That one kind of like, no, it, it was about the temptation. <laughs> just putting out uh, biographical movies about yeah. Motown groups. Yeah. Ah, uh, Cadillac Records. Oh, Cadillac Records. Um, no, I, I, I do like those movies. Um, I don't think Temptations blames it all on David Ruffin. I think I they blame it just on the fact of Motown disintegrating. Uh, and then you, uh, we were talking about what, what other movie? Are just pointing at people now? <laughs> and you, and you. Um, I do want to bring up, I want to go back to the movie real quick. Mm. The scene where we see all of the other imaginary friends. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that is a very pivotal scene in this entire movie yeah. because that grounds this kooky reality even more. That made me, I will say this, that made me like Fred a little bit more because clearly Fred wasn't the craziest, kookiest. Yeah. No, like I would, not, head. I would not want to watch an entire movie of uh, the orange one, the one with the bangs and the oh, straight up the, hair. Um... The one with the wings. Straight out of hell, or go to hell, Gary, something like that. I do can't remember say, his name. Do they all, they have, all names have names? Then? They all have names. Yeah. So there was Velcro head, yeah. which was that was his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I then I one. think it was, I, I think it's, get out of hell, Gary. 
or something like that Let's was the, the guy with the red hair. They were all very scary. This yeah. was one kill away from Mambi, being a horror Pambi movie. And then Mambi was the fairy girl. Mambi Pambi. Yeah, Mambi oh. Pambi. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, I, but I think that was a very awesome scene. Yeah, it, it's I I like it too because like so I've I've done some research on like um like imaginary friend folklore and a lot of it is that you know um in like greek and roman mythology their imaginary fr- friends are more like fairies so they're protectors of children oh, so and they can only be seen by children and only if the fairies want to be seen by the children mm-hmm. kind of thing and then it's the same thing in romanian culture which they're called xana and like again they're protectors and they can only be seen by children and they are they are very specific on who they allow mm-hmm. to be like to see them kind of thing it's crazy that's yeah. really cool i never knew that yeah it dates all the way back to greek and roman mythology yeah and, and it's crazy too because and not like this makes it any more accurate but the tv show supernatural they do mm-hmm. an episode on xana that's cool and like it's actually relatively accurate from all of the folklore that i dug up like it's it's insane they did their research yeah they clearly did their research it mm-hmm. was really really cool so do you think when they were making drop dead fred that they kind of took a look at that folklore and they're like it's probably appropriate no <laughs> i don't know if they took a no look at that way. folklore or maybe it was a story that was handed down like over like generations like kind of thing yeah because like that's a weird thing to put into a movie that so you abstract. just think of yeah mm-hmm. especially because it's already out there in the universe yeah you know kind of thing so like it's already like on paper like written down like so no one's gonna be like oh yeah that's a great idea that i just came up with like on my own like it's something that they heard like yeah. they're a friend of a friend of a friend or something like that yeah. who was your favorite of those other imaginary friends would you say oh I really liked Velcro head. He was scary. He, he was I liked terrifying. him because I liked the the thought of being able to throw things at his head and they would stay on. Mm, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> like, I did I did like how he kid. I did like how he could Mr. Potato Head his face and like re- yeah. reconstruct his face differently. Yeah. yeah. I like the, the fat imaginary friend that no one liked Oh, with the balloon. I can't remember <laughs> no his name. No one liked think, his humor. Yeah. Uh, but that scene was very important because it d- did build this uh community for imaginary friends drop dead fred is the way that he is kooky and bananas because there are other people like him and that's the norm in their community yeah because during when we were watching that scene i can't remember if it was you or alejandro where you guys were like that's brilliant where it's like you it made the universe so much bigger i never thought of it like that because Mm -hmm. i've seen this movie so many times and when i first saw it i was what 15 or 16 so i was just like oh yeah imaginary friends have other co-workers that's how i thought of it like mm-hmm. those are his co-workers that's a good way to perceive it yeah yeah it's yeah. like when you when beetlejuice goes to the underworld and there's all those yeah other... exactly everyone loves seeing that everyone loves seeing those kind of things like it's kind of a, a behind the scenes like oh this is a job it's kind of like when you uh meet in big mouth i don't know if you watch big yeah mouth. i love big there mouth. are other hormone monsters yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, that's yeah. like oh fuck this the opens up a monstrous. whole nother world there's actually only three really <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, there. I want to talk about the last scene before we do sign off. Sure. Uh, like I, the second to last scene when Phoebe Cates does somehow combine with Drop Dead Fred, oh. and she, then they disappear. And they disappear. Yeah. I want to bring this up because it shows us how she perceives the world, and she kind of comes to this uh, 
moment of self-realization she 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 knows that she's fucked up not only because of her mother but it's it's kind of like a self-acceptance type of thing yeah right yeah so the the way that i see it anyway is that these are obstacles that she has to overcome in order to grow as a person essentially because she is she's very like emotionally stifled you can see it in the way she dresses in the beginning of the movie like everything is up to the neck like up to her neck like overdone like she's like very like she dresses like a little girl yeah you yeah. know yeah like and she's i said very, that right off the yeah bat. she's very protective of herself like she doesn't show anything revealing nothing's mm-hmm. tight her hair is really long like past like past her boobs without it being done so she is has been emotionally suppressed like her entire life and so going when she, her and fred are taken into like how her mother's house this is what how I think of it anyway. I don't know if this is accurate, but how she views her mother's house is mm-hmm. it's cold, it's lonely, it's mm. more like a museum. You can't touch anything. I didn't think that was really interesting when she goes in there. Yeah. It's it, it's yeah. all velvet roped off. Yeah, like you can't touch anything. That's not a place for children. And her no. mother made it very, very apparent. Yeah. yeah, like this is not a which home is where Drop Dead Fred came in. Like yeah. he balanced out that you know that life of imbalance yeah um there during that scene there was one of alejandro's favorite lines drop dead fred is unable to go up the stairs and so he whispers into phoebe kate's ears (laughs) saying we need a tree we need a tree (laughs) such a of all the things to ask for to help you get up flat stairs a tree <laughs> and like and she doesn't even question she's like we need a tree i got gotcha. you gotcha and she starts mm-hmm. thinking real hard she mm-hmm. professor x xavier's this tree out of the ground this turned into a marvel movie quick <laughs> and a tree came out of nowhere and they're like perfect and they like just hop on the tree and walk right up to the to the top of the stairs i wonder how much that tree special effect was worth how much it cost hundred thousand dollars i believe it dude in I 1991, they sank a real houseboat. That's where most of that money went. Dude, they fucking sank a houseboat. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, the money didn't cost in sinking it. The money cost in having to pay the cleanup cost for sinking it. <laughs> yeah. All the fines from like sinking all right, a boat. I get the boat out of the river. Damn, they actually didn't plan on it at all. It just happened and they had the cameras rolling and they're like, I guess we'll keep that in the film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so she, it will, even before that moment, she had to defeat Charles, who was like, you know, get in the car with me. I'll take you away. Uh-huh. And um, so she had to defeat him. And then she defeat. had. Yeah. Def- <laughs> That's a good way to put it. it yeah, these are battles to be won. So in movies where children. Finish him. Exactly. <laughs> in movies where children have bad lives and they create these invisible, semi-invisible made up creatures. I'm thinking a lot of another movie that we did that we didn't release. Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat. Who do you think wins in a fight? Cat in the Hat or Drop Dead Fred? Oh, fuck, dude. Ooh. Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat Cat has the hat. minions and boxes. But and Drop is... Dead Fred has like five five buddies. Yeah, but they're probably busy with their But the kids. Cat in the Hat also has like, I wouldn't say like magical powers, but like close to magical powers. He pulls things out of his hat. He's able to pull things out of thin air. Like Drop Dead Fred can't do that. I guess Drop Dead Fred doesn't make no, things he, appear. Yeah. Huh? He could just withstand he a just, lot he, of pain. Yeah, and he can like um, manipulate things, right? So yeah. he can like put dog shit all over the place. And yeah, stuff. but also like, okay, so actually in the in the podcast, the How Did This Get Made, this was actually an argument that they had where it was like, like Lizzie was the one who was physically like doing all of these things or was it like all of a sudden these things happened it like had type to, of thing? Okay, 
but it was it was Lizzie. Lizzie was obviously doing it, but she was just like like third party maybe, out of it. Maybe she was because like when she interacts with the mud pies, we see mud on her hands. Yeah, because she's yeah. doing it. Yeah, but with, when the, with Fred. But when the dog poop happens, she doesn't have poop on her shoes or oh. on her feet. Yeah, yeah, she's not wearing shoes to to rub it into the to the thing. So it's so something is manipulating the 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 real world because mm. there's no. There's never a scene where you see something floating by itself. Yeah. No, but you do well, see her fighting the force of like the ha- yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all you well, see. And even in the Catalina wine mixer, where <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Please keep going to that. The uh, the guy's toga falls off. Yeah, and we get he, it, dude. Yeah, You're ripped. And he and Drop Dead Fred was like, "You did it. You have the grape." And she had the grape in her hand, that's so she's right. the one that's this doing it. Is an even deeper observation yeah. than maybe we were really meant to see. Like, is she actually just? schizophrenic and she's doing yeah. all this on her own it's like pinocchio's revenge yes there might be that weird uh unrevealed twist that it's open-ended i think she's doing it she has yeah, to be doing she has it. to be doing it but because like because everything else like, in the world real world is yeah, fairly real like not to like shit on these folklores or be a debbie downer or whatever but like there's no such, for sure not real there's no such thing as imaginary friends don't believe so. in fairies i don't believe in fairies i don't believe in fairies clap your hands <laughs> what's that from um, I don't believe in fairy. It's from Fairly Odd Parents, dude, right? It's from Hook. It's from Peter oh! Pan. Well, the clap your hands part is from Hook. I'm stupid. Peter Pan. I'm yeah. stupid. Hook. Um, Hook. Why Panning. Hook. did Panning. Hook. Panning. Hook. Phoebe <laughs> Cates, I'm sorry to dis- to interrupt your like Hook Pan thing. Panning. Why did Phoebe Cates Panning. kiss <laughs> Drop Dead Fred? Why did Drop Dead Fred say, okay, all you have know. to do okay, is okay. kiss yeah. me? Of all the cringy things he does to women, the most cringiest thing he does in this entire movie is he looks at her and is like, you have to kiss, kiss me, me and, and say, say my name. Drop dead Fred. And then I'll disappear. Okay. I didn't think these things were creepy Literal. until you guys said something. Like, because in my head, I was just like, she's kissing her friend goodbye. And now you guys that are like, kiss a, your friends goodbye? That was not like that. You don't kiss your friends if goodbye. If you're never going to see your friend again and you know that, then yeah, I would probably I still kiss, kiss you. kiss him like that. Really? No. A, that a, was a passionate kiss. I'd give an anaconda hug easily. What like is that like with I your would... wiener? <laughs> is that a hug with your Come wiener? Here. <laughs> you take your wiener out and you know, wrap it around their throat until they lose consciousness. I love you. Someone take a picture Poor of this Melissa. I don't oh, anaconda oh, hug oh, her. He steamrolls her. I steamroll the shit out of her, and not the disgusting shit steamroll. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. No, because like I never. I don't know. Like, I never thought of it sexually or with sexual sexual tension tension. there's a clear sexual tension and i still sex tension i'm really unhappy that you guys pointed that out i'm sure i get it i get it i do i get it it. i see it now but like i've been watching it for so long and looking at it now i'm like fuck yeah no you're right it's possible to fall in love with the childhood friend like i said he was he was checking off all the checks on the list of, of and he being, was the only one that actually cared about her he happiness. He knew her. He cared yeah. about her happiness. Yeah. Even if it meant that he would disappear forever, he wanted her to be happy. I think that's a true love. That's I think, a true yeah. I think love. we've all been in a position where, we're, where we care for somebody so much and we understand that like, well, what, what's important is their happiness and what they yes. and what they do. And that's all Drop Dead Fred cared about yes. was Liz's happiness. And at the end of the day, he knew that her happiness meant he couldn't be around. And so exactly. he wanted to get his one last little sick kick in, makes her kiss him, and then he disappears. I don't <laughs> makes her kiss him. He, he made her sexually he assaulted her. She might. He she might have wanted to. Oh. What is he, Mr. Mixoplex, where she has to say his name backwards or some shit like this? No, no, all she had to do was kiss him and say goodbye. 
<laughs> That's weird. If I was on a first date with a girl and I, and I was like, you it's know, it's not a first date. They've known each other. He, she's known him it years. It doesn't matter. If I was with a girl and I was like, you know how know. you get rid of Actually, me? Actually, if you, you kiss me, if you know it, it coming to, come to think about it, if like my weird, if I had like a weird Uncle Gary or whatever, and he was like, I've known him my whole life, and then as I get older, just kiss me and say my name, and I'll leave. I'd be like, like no, okay, no, bye, no, like, ima- imagine <laughs> having a fun uncle that you had as a little girl, and you did some crazy cool things, and then you move away and you come back, you see him twenty years later, and then like all of a sudden he's like, you got to kiss me to make me leave. I mean, this is no. First of all, let's. I don't want. No, no, I don't no, think no. uncles should be involved no. in this situation at all. No, There's no kissing no, uncles. You're dude. not ruining this movie. No, but I do want to say he. This is a magical being. Let's say he's maybe 35, 40. Don't touch that. In this, and uh, it? It, it holds all of my SD cards. Uh, he's probably 35, 40. My STD cards? What does his, that mean? He keeps his STDs in there. SD cards. That's where I like I keep. in Jurassic Park how they keep the DNA. <laughs> I'm like a fucking child. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, Anyways, this? what were you saying? What's this? There's uh, white things in the air. What's this? <laughs> wow. What are you saying now? <laughs> My um, ADD is kicking in, guys. Like is. we gotta wrap you, it up. We gotta wrap it up. Or we are pretty deep Seven into this. Seven hours in now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've aged quite a bit. Um, all in all. Oh my gosh, we've been hanging out for seven hours today. We oh, have been. God. We gotta end this shit. Fucking soon, get me out of here. All right, we'll get you out of here. Um, I my all I want to say is that. I think there was a romantic relationship going on. I agree. I 100% but I don't agree. think it was creepy if we were to watch it again. I disagree. I think it was. No, I guess like you like making me come out of my comfort zone, which is good because it's a challenge. Like obviously I don't want to agree, with, but looking at it like, no, there's some underlying. Rom- I, don't I would know. even say overt. Overt romantic relations. I don't think it's overt, though. Look how close. They, there are some very close times when they're talking and they're like. It was uh, the 90s. People were different. No one, close talkers <laughs> do not get that close unless you're trying to get a smooch in. Like they were. Sm- they they were looking sm- at each other. Agree this to is- disagree. I say underlying. You can say overt. It's fine. Be the judge of it. I'm going to do. I'm going to try something out. You're going to get as close as possible. But this is how Phoebe Cates... No, I'm not using you. I'm going to use my mic as an example. This is how Phoebe Cates was looking at Drop Dead Fred. And if I'm wrong, then fuck me, right? No, we won't. And then, like, she put her head in, and her lips got closer. And, like, it was just... I don't know. I'm not a short girl in love with a tall man. So I can't really play it. I don't know. Watch the scene again. There is somebody. I don't want to. I wouldn't say it's any sexual tension, but there is romanticism involved. And I'm not saying that it's a, a bad part of this movie, but. No, but. That just, that makes it worse then because then she's constantly being thrown at men as to say that the only way a woman can be complete is to have a man complete her. Like that's this so movie's from fucking 1991. That's exactly what they're saying possible this possible. movie's from 91 that is exactly no, what they're saying no i'm i'm no i'm i'm gonna stay ignorant to it and fred was the only pure man in this whole movie i i mm, don't disagree but i think part of being the complete man is also kind of being a scummy scummy guy sometimes i don't i don't like i don't like that narrative i don't like it i'm not saying it's not true i'm just saying i don't like it <laughs> that's how you know it's true <laughs> same person on set of work exactly that's where i was gonna BPS. go um, be pause. Um, I'm gonna give it to baby Lizzie. Yeah, probably baby Liz. Baby Liz. Baby Liz. She was acting up a storm. Probably four she years old. She was perfect. Old. Um, 
really really doing well in this uh on this kooky set on a uh, prince's soundstage um given a weird script <laughs> i think that she was acting up a storm she was so perfect she definitely was uh her, uh, her name is ashley peddleton ashley, ashley peddleton peddleton, peddleton. peddleton. I added a, a Peldon. Peldon. Shout out Ashley Peldon. You uh, did a great fucking is that job. Also, your B pos. Yeah, that's my B pos. My oh. B pos is the late great Carrie Fish, bro. Carrie Fish kills. <laughs> the the scene where she thinks she's beating up Fred yeah, is so she, fucking good. She's like, <laughs> she's a good friend. Not only did yeah. her best friend sink her own house uh, ship, and she was cool with it. She was cool with it, and she tried so hard to to believe what. Uh, Phoebe Cates was seen. Do you think maybe Carrie Fish had an invisible friend and that's why she understood? Maybe. As a kid. And that's a sequel. That's that's a... Well, if she had been doing drugs. She definitely <laughs> had a bunch she of She definitely had friends. a few invisible You had a lot friends. of invisible friends and a lot of visible friends that sold you drugs. That's right. Hey, guys. My name is Alejandro and you can follow me on Instagram at call underscore me Jesus. My name is Christian. You can follow me on Instagram at Christian has asthma. And my name is Nick Lowe. You can follow me on Instagram at call me Nicole. Uh, and yes. you can also follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast. Uh, we want to thank you cats out there that are still listening this far. Uh, we also want to thank the dogs that are listening. And Let's, you fish. And the birds. And the, and, and the frogs. And the snails. And the turtles. That's right. Snakes. Eh. Rabbits. Slugs. Parrots. And owls. Dol- dolphins. <gasps> All piggies. the animals. Piggies. We want to thank the piggies out there. Really <laughs> the though, uh, Nicolo, thank you very much. We didn't go through over any of the corrections. Oh, Mm. shit. Next time you're here, we'll do that episode. Next time. Next time, next time. I have to have you back. I'm a terrible corrections department. Uh, I didn't even give you any corrections. It's because we're not wrong. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.